The number one trait women look for in a man is a sense of humor. And if you don't think you have one, guess what? Yes, you do. And I can reach my tiny little hand down deep inside of you and pull it out. I've worked with hundreds of men and we've got their banter game up to where women are responding. They're not getting ghosted, they're getting dates, and they're getting, you know, something else. So if you want to knock more than just her socks off, go to kristenandchill.com. If you banter better, you'll date better. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Dominie Drew back on the show, who is phenomenal. And we get into how to deal with flaky women, how to spot flaky women, and how to make it so that you don't deal with so many flaky women, you turn them into responsive women. We also talk about being authentic and so many other things. It's a really great episode, so you'd be a dummy if you weren't going to keep listening. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kristen Carney, along with one of our fill-in type of hosts for a while, Dominie Drew. Marnie's not with us today, but Dominie holds down the fort (laughs) better than uh, Marnie and I put together. So (laughs) Dominie, thanks for hanging out. Dominie, if you guys don't remember, she is a soul-based advisor for high performers. She's excellent. Marnie has worked with her. Marnie is a very high performer and I know has had great results. And today we're going to talk about how to deal with flaky women, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So that was a suggestion from you. So give me a little rundown on why, how, what, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So you'll remember from when I've been on the show in the past, I was actually in, in men and dating as well. I was a men's dating coach for a number of years. In fact, Marty and I met by having her come on to my podcast, The Art of Attraction, and she resonated with that. As you said, she ended up working with me at some point. But the fun thing is that my approach and hers were totally different. She's what I call an actual dating coach, <laughs> where she talks about, you know, actual dating <sighs> problems and, oh, here's how to get a girl interested. And like, interestingly, I have no idea about any of that stuff. My work is on the inner world. So it's, I got the same results, like really great results for my clients. The business was actually quite successful early on. But I did it from a totally different angle. So I helped them find the issues in their inner world that were coming up and sabotaging their relationships and keeping them single. So when they went down into their systems, eliminated all that, then attracting relationship became really easy. So when we were talking about coming back on the show again, she asked me about it. She was like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, well, have you spoken about how, you know, women can come off as really flaky, especially in online dating. Flakiest. And... I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I find at the same time with men the same way, actually, if somebody I'll be, find someone online, because I've, I've been single and in online dating for a long time throughout my, you know, different periods throughout my life. And I would get on there and, and like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I love, I'm super excited to meet this guy. Da-da. He ghosts me, he's gone. He's like one word. And then mm-hmm. three days later, it's like, oh, hey, I forgot about you. Which really honestly like means he's actually out there living his life. Like one of, one of the things <laughs> I think maybe why online dating doesn't work better than it does is because it's like the qualities you look for in a match online may not actually be right what you actually want in a person offline and so you're like, oh, I want you to be really attentive, but really you're on your phone. That's what attentive looks like before you've met a person. <laughs> so it kind of sabotages itself sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and if you want a guy who has a life, a very full life, and then you get ignored, you're 
now not liking them for them having the full life that you wanted in the first place. Exactly. It's a bit of a paradox. It totally is. It really contradicts itself. And the impression, you know, when I was working specifically with men in dating, a lot of times they'd come to me and they'd say, I just can't, you know, she's dropping off, she's leaving, I can't grab her interest fast enough. And so I thought this is a really great <laughs> topic for this podcast. I love coming on this podcast. It's my favorite. Well, we love having you. And the flaky aspect, it goes both ways. A woman will be flaky on her own, but then she'll also be flaky when you're not interesting enough. So there's the separations of... Is she being flaky because she's flaky or is she being flaky because of your actions and your behaviors? Correct. So that's something important to remember. It's not just the woman choosing to be flaky all the time. Of course, yeah. that's a factor, but we want to delineate between the two. Yeah. And how do you know whether she's being flaky or she's just legitimately busy right now? Right. That's a completely new item to add to the yeah. list of all of the reasons and all of the, the nuances behind flakiness. Yeah. It's a really fascinating thing. And I think on online dating, it is so, so, so common that, you know, addressing some ways to tell one thing from another and some, you know, what to do uh, in those scenarios, I think is, is helpful for people at this point. Okay. So hit me with it. What are some things that people can do? We'll get into the meat of all of these things, but just kind of hit me with a couple. Yeah. So if we look for the first way to, the first thing to recognize, right? Why do women even flake? right? What are we even talking about here? The, generally, overall, the two reasons they're going to flake is because they're either genuinely busy or they're uninterested, mm -hmm. right? Exactly as you just said, right? If their attention were on you and they have time and space in their life, then it would proceed without flaking, right? They would be engaged. So the question is, are they genuinely busy or are they uninterested? The first thing I want to put out there that like, I think just underlies everything this is like online dating and honestly offline dating 101 is how to come off as desiring her, but not desperately needing her. Yeah. Oh my God. The amount of guys that are right? going, how do you do this? Right? I've been trying. Because nobody teaches them. No, unless they come to me or Marnie or exactly. Dominique. Or... <laughs> That's exactly right. And we expect the ladies out there expect them to know. But a lot of guys don't even know dating coaches are even an option. You know what I mean? It's like, it's wildly unfair, actually. And as, you know, regardless of whether you've learned a lot of this work or you haven't, every guy knows that if you come off as needing, it pushes her away super quickly, right? But what are you supposed to do when you feel that need, right? Right, right, right. So the, the, the reason why that happens, this is super important, is if you feel that need, like that desperation, then you're lacking something in your life. Yeah, you're not whole. Right? There's something that you're you're not whole and you're seeking to fill it through her. Yep. And it's really important to know that is not her fucking job. Right. Right. It's really important to know that. You're not bad for asking. It's a totally like logical thing. You're like, I'm lonely here. I want a person. But loneliness is not actually a lack of other people around, common misconception. It's why you can be lonely in a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. Or you can be totally alone and not feel lonely at all. Loneliness, interestingly, is caused by a disconnection from self. Yeah. That is how you feel lonely. I felt it for years. I, was, I always felt lonely. I was, was single for a lot of my life, despite being utterly fabulous in every way. <laughs> I will attest to that. <laughs> I'm paying Kristen behind the scenes. And so I was lonely a lot. And I, I didn't know why. And I was always seeking other people and coming off as kind of like thirsty and desperate. And hence some of the singleness. And, <laughs> uh, and as I was doing this, I've done this transformation work that I now teach for like 25 years. As I kept doing that and kept doing that, I realized this disconnection from self was happening. And I learned how to connect with myself, which is really like feeling your body, giving yourself permission to feel your feelings. I mean, very sort of base level stuff. Is that the cause of the disconnect is not allowing yourself to feel the feelings or one of the many causes? The actual cause, great question. The actual cause is fear. Right. Yeah, it always comes down to fear. The son of it a bitch always fear. comes down to fear. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It manifests, the symptoms of fear can be infinite, can show up in a different, infinite number of ways, but it always comes down to fear. So we disconnect for ourselves because we're scared to feel something. We're scared, oops, this is going to happen. <gasps> and you freeze mm -hmm. or your breath cuts off. And you do that to not feel. A lot of very smart people will start overthinking. They're using their gifts to try to get out of 
what they perceive as a threatening or an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. So they overthink. Problem is that all you really need to do is just feel the discomfort. And if you go into your head and start thinking, you're disconnected from your body, and suddenly you start missing a lot of signals. You probably work in this a lot with your in your business as far as like, you know, flirting and chatting and like reading signals. The way I help guys learn how to read signals was to feel their body. I'm like, you're looking for like essentially intuitive hits from her, right? You can't process that through your brain. You have to feel it. So you have to feel your body. Yeah, I always say, listen to your gut. When you want to be funny, when you want to connect, when you want to figure out whether or not you, you know, are feeling a certain feeling for somebody, just the first initial reaction. And it's interesting because the guys that I work with, when I ask them to, so that I can experiment with this, are they actually in touch with their quote unquote gut or not? I'll say, you know, what's your opinion on X, whatever, whatever it is. They'll say, oh, it's okay. It's not so bad. And then they'll say, but it's actually da, 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 da. And so you can see it's like layered. Their first answer is not the gut speaking. The first answer is is the filtered societal Uh expectations answer. And then when they let themselves go at, because I'll pause, I'll wait. Like I'll give them a little bit of uh, dead air. So then they have to talk it out a little more because I know that first thing isn't really it. And then they get to it. That's so brilliant. Mm. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Because the authenticity, that makes me so happy because like your work and my work would be seen as two like super different things. And look, we're doing the exact same thing yep. in two totally different ways, which is so great because those people need it your way and these people need it my way. Like, yep. this is why like there's no competition in like healers and coaches and and things like that. There's no, that's not a thing because my style is automatically going to be different. Like it's, that's so beautiful. Yep. I love that. Yep. We're all working toward that same end goal. We're all working towards the end goal. It's it's so important. What you said is super essential because it comes down to authenticity. Mm. That gut feeling is authentic. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. I was just invited to do a TED Talk. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Very excited. (laughs) And I was actually supposed to do it last weekend and I ended up postponing so I could work a little bit more on on my talk. But I went and saw the TED Talk event in Wilmington, Delaware. And I saw like 25 speakers go. Wow. And they talk a lot about how authenticity comes across on stage or emotion comes across on stage. And it's more memorable than your message. Oh, absolutely. Actually. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know this so, so, so well. So a person, often when guys would come to me, and I imagine it's the same for you and Marnie, they'd come to me and they say, well, I just want to know what to say to a woman. Right. Right? That they're looking for the line. Yep. And I go, you don't need to know what to say. You need to not be frozen with fear Mm -hmm. in the moment. Because I could go up and have done to somebody good looking and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I came over here with uh, something that I wanted to say and that totally went out of my head. But hi, I'm (laughs) Dominique. That's great. Right? It doesn't matter. That's a shit pickup line. But I showed up in a way that was just, well, I still love myself regardless of how this interaction goes. So after that, the fear is gone. And so you just show up, right? It's like the confident approach. Yeah. I mean, authenticity speaks louder than any line that you can say. Any Anything. any combination of words, it, it just will override it every single time. Because every time, you know, I've you've probably gone on dates with guys that you've experienced this with. They'll say, you know, all the right things, but there's something missing. And that something missing always turns out to be, they're not genuine. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's, yep. Yeah. It's tangible almost. That's how strong the feeling is. It is. Yes. Yeah. And everybody can feel it because they'll they'll get rejected a lot. They'll be like, why? I'm doing all the right things. But it doesn't matter what you do, guys. They're not... Somebody who's dating you, while, of course, action is very important, if you'll bear with me and go a level deeper, they're not dating what you do. They're dating who you are, right? How you show up in the moment. Of course, part of that is what you do, but... It's not, if you're coming at it from, okay, I need to strategize, you're up in your head. So now you're looking for a woman who's attracted to somebody up in their head. Yep. So you're not hearing what she's saying. You're missing moments of gold to connect or to go deeper or to make a joke or, you know, a myriad of things when you're in your head. You're yes. just It's almost like it turns you into a robot. You go in your head, you're, this is what I'm aiming for and I will get there somehow. But I won't because I'm a robot now. You know, I mean, that's really, really what it is. It's exactly right. But I'm going to push us so that we don't appear as ironically flaky women not talking about flakiness. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to get back to flakiness. So what's another 
reason or another way to handle the flakiness. Yeah. So the authenticity piece is important. So the first step is to uh, establish that that authenticity. So how can you tell if she's, let's say, flaking or she's like just genuinely busy, right? So assuming that you're not coming off as with the desperately needing, that part's important as well because that will repel where you actually desire to attract, right? You're unconsciously repelling. Yeah, it will push her to be flaky. Mm-hmm, 100%. So how do you tell? So the a more sort of just like strategy way that you can tell is when she says, oh, I can't meet up. You know, I'd love to meet you tonight. It's been a couple of days you've been chatting. Oh, I can't meet up tonight because I'm, you know, da 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 I'm busy for the next few weeks. Is she giving like specific reasons why she can't meet up? Or is it sort of like kind of vague and non-committal, right? In other words, like, oh man, I would love, I'm so enjoying our conversation. I'd love to, to connect. I'm actually going to be at a retreat for the next two weeks. So I'm not able to, to connect or I'm going home to care of my sick mother. I can text, but it'll be sporadic, right? It doesn't like, how is she communicating what she needs and why she can't connect with you? Yeah, that's such a good point because what will happen is someone will be really specific and that's the desirable flake, I guess we could categorize it as. Yeah, she's genuinely busy. Right. Yeah. And then someone will be vague, but what happens is, is men just think, oh, well, she's responding. She must be interested. And so (laughs) even though there's no detail, the fact that she responded, they're still going to cling to. Right. And not read that tea leaf. Right. That's a really, really important thing. And I think that the, the men that I've spoken with in my practice have really, they put a focus on, yes, the fact that she responded as well, just as you said, and also like they get very literal. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she said she wanted to. Exactly. Yep. But she said it like five times. It's been five weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. I want you guys to, to read into a little bit more. This is what we really excel at as women. You guys have less of this skill set, okay? You're a little bit more literal and face value, which is so good in so many other areas of life. Mm-hmm. Here, I want you to, to feel the nuance. I'm going to use the word feel because I want you to feel it rather than think it. Exactly what you and I were just saying, Kristen. Some things in relationship are felt, right? If, uh, relating is a, a body experience. You don't relate through your brain. You could find a brain-oriented commonality, but the level on which you are relating with each other on that commonality is body-heart. Mm-hmm. It's felt. Totally. Okay? So I want you to actually feel, right? That's, that's the second piece. One is look at the logistics, a little easier, specific reasons or kind of vague, non-committal. And how do the interactions feel? Right. Right? Do they feel meaningful, engaged? Can you, like, can you feel? feel her, right? And it, it, it'll feel like you're just making it up. You're like, this is ridiculous for a while. But once you get in the habit of it, like, this is how I operate in the world. I, I don't run anything through my brain anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. highly intelligent and I run like a really successful business. It's not an intelligence thing. It's my intellect is not needed here. My relating skills are. And I trust my body more because I've spent a lot of time, you know, doing some self-work and, <laughs> and uh, my intuition's really solid, more solid than my brain. So, I invite you to really like have an experience of of feeling. If you had to guess if she was really serious or not, not in your head, but really in your body, you will get the answer right every single time. They will. And that's a really good skill. They will. And it's like, I think they know that already. They need someone to tell them that. I think you're exactly right. Because sometimes, you know, you don't want to feel, like you were saying earlier, a feeling of loneliness is just a disconnection from self. You don't want to feel those feelings. So you, you know, run away from yourself, et cetera. It's the same with the online dating. They don't want to feel the rejection. So they'll pretend and go along with the idea that she's still interested, even though all of her answers are vague, even though she doesn't feel resonant with him. They want it to work. Yes. So yeah, admitting to yourself, being able to accept the not so desirable, you know, outcome of a chat you've had for five weeks. But yes. the faster you accept it, the faster you can move on and get to the woman that isn't being flaky. Yes, that really is worthy of you. That's such, such an important thing. These red flags that happen, don't pretend the red flags aren't there simply because you you want the, like, 
people, and I, I actually didn't even write this down, but this is actually a big part, right? Yeah. This is a big part of flaking. People are always honest about who they are. Always. Believe them. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. And I, I've seen that so many times and I, I always want to say, oh, well, that's trite or that's cliche, but it's so true. And there's a reason it's so <laughs> trite and said so many times. It's because it's true. Yeah. So I want to take a quick break and then come back and talk more about what we've been talking about, but also talk about how you can be someone that is more interesting so that it doesn't push her into flaking on you. Yes. And so we're going to talk about that and then whatever ideas you have as well, because you have amazing ideas. So we'll talk (laughs) about that in just a second. So keep listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you know yourself? Like, really know yourself? Chances are you don't know as much about yourself as you think you do because we don't make great mirrors for our own self-reflection. We're like a funhouse mirror a lot of the time in our brains. We're seeing things distorted. We're not actually getting under the surface because we're stuck on a certain belief. When you work with BetterHelp, they connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery, which will lead you to figuring out why you're attracted to the type of woman that's horrible for you all the time, or why you take rejection in such an intense way. There's so many discoveries to be made. I've benefited from therapy. Listen to episodes from years ago, or I mean, two two weeks ago, I don't know. When you're in therapy, you're always evolving. And without evolution, you're going to be stagnant and you don't want to be stagnant. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you wanted to be stagnant. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash askwomen today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ask women. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Okay, we are back and we're going to talk about how to not lead her into flaking in the first place but also, you know, continue the conversation we were having. So I'm going to let you kind of lead from here. So let's start with things to not do if you think she's flaking, but you're not sure, because here is where you can push her away, guaranteed, okay? The first thing is to get demanding. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and gentlemen, (laughs) you've just met her, okay? You have no right to her time at this point. And she has no right to yours. So don't hand yours away. It blows my mind that, and I hate to say men, because I love men. I'm, a, I'm very much a lover of men, you know? Same. But I work very with much. them. So I'm seeing all these flaws, I guess, for lack of a better term. But yeah, the number of men who demand really early within two to three lines. Oh, yeah. Either meeting in person, you know, grabbing a coffee, or even getting the innuendo accelerated at that point, that's that's (sighs) demanding of something else of her. But it's amazing what people think they're owed within two to three lines just because you matched. Just because you matched isn't permission for a green light 
on everything. Anything. Right. For anything. Anything, really. <laughs> Other than chatting, really. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The matching is just the green light for saying, okay, I'm willing to chat. Whether it's yes. you're a man or a woman, if all of a sudden expectations are put on it, the person essentially pulls their head back into the shell, their shell. It's yes. like they're a turtle. It's like you yeah. have to think about that fear moment they're going to have. Oh, this person already wants things for me. Poop, pulling my head back in, bye. And then the person goes, yeah. oh, I got flaked on or I got ghosted or, well, you also didn't handle it right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a good analogy that just occurred to me while you're speaking. Gentlemen, you know how you'll sit down with those ladies sometimes that like have their clock ticking, whether it's for marriage or for babies and within, or maybe you don't even sit down with them. They just do it online. Yeah. And like yeah. within five minutes, they're like, I want to have babies and children. Do you? I'm ready. I'm ready to do it now. Right, do right, Mary? Let's yeah. do this. Right. Let's do this. Right, right, right. Okay. It's the exact same effect to us when you're like, hey, baby. Hey, nice to see you. How you doing? Do you want to have sex? That's such a good comparison. <laughs> Wasn't that, that? Yeah. I've never thought of that before. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. it's exactly the same thing. You know, so to, to show up and be like, ugh, can't believe you've flaked on me. I mean, you are done. Girl, there are so many fishes in the sea at this point. For better or worse, most of us are still like wildly single, but like <laughs> regardless, the sheer number of options, it's very easy to drop you. And it's very easy to get dropped. <laughs> I've had and done both. And so when you're in that space, it's really important. Kristen said the magic word and brownie points, if you can pause this right now and then guess what that magic word was? It was expectations. As soon as you come in with expectations, because we're strangers, then it's a turnoff. Expectations carry weight. They're yep. related to demand. And then you can get nasty and feel owed and like none of those things are appropriate. And I get that you're lonely and frustrated, but it's not me personally, that other side. Another, it's not her. She's not going to fix it. This is not how it's going to fix. You're right. It is lonely and frustrating. And there is a lot of bullshit in online dating. And by all means, come to Marnie or Kristen or me to solve those issues. But the ones you're dating are not going to help you solve that. Right? So you have to take that elsewhere. You must come in with no expectations. That is incredibly sexy, right? Oh, deeply sexy. Deeply. And when I say deeply, I mean deeply. She means deep. Deep, really deep. Like so deep. I mean, but it does make you feel when you, because it makes you feel safe for whatever reason. And that safety leads to the comfort you need to feel sexual as a woman. So yep. it is actually a sexy thing to not have yes. put demands on a woman. It's sexy to yes. her. It is like literally directly linked. It's like, if you think of it, you know, guys, your sexuality can be like induced, right? We can poke it or we can grab your attention and pull it over here. It's, you can interact with your sexuality and you guys will respond. Ours really needs just like a safe container and when you provide the space around us simply by being the things that we're talking about, this is a being exercise and a little bit doing as well. You provide that safe space and we unfurl mm -hmm. like a flower. Yep. <laughs> we blossom. It's not something you do. You don't take a petal and wrench it backwards. <laughs> I mean, once you get to know each other, then you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless she's into that, in which case, eh, enjoy it. Well, you're all adults. <laughs> but there's this beautiful unfurling that simply, ha it's like it's, it's induced. You create the space and it just happens. Yeah. And I think that's a really important piece between men and women that is not really discussed. Again, this is not ever something I've, I've said or thought about in this way, but, but that really is the difference in how we open. You guys can be asked or demanded to open and you will open. We need to feel a certain way. And so you're the most efficient thing for you to do is to help create a space for us to feel that certain way. And that leads us to attraction, safety, opening, and boom, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. We named him Bob. He's due in nine months. <laughs> so what can a guy do to be interesting so that the girl doesn't flake out on the conversation? Yeah. So creating this space, being an adult. So if she seems legit, but actually busy, so you want to stay interested. Okay. So stay in touch, okay? Don't drop off the map. Don't get sulky, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Take that out with your therapist and then come back. Stay in touch with her casually. Yes. Okay? Don't be up in her DMs 12 times a day and don't be up in her DMs once a week, okay? Check in maybe. There's a balance. Mostly every day, one time. 
If she engages back, great. If not, fine. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Read the four agreements. Great book. This will help with that. Okay? Don't take stuff personally. Instead, because it's not, it's not about you. She's living her life. But let her know. So it's, a, it's this way of not being pushy. This balance. Here's the balance. You want to leave her her space and leave no doubt about your interest. Right. Okay? Right. Leave her her space and leave no doubt about your interest. I am very interested and I'm fine either way whether you meet up with me or don't. That is the sexiest space that you can hold. Right. So how does someone say that without saying that? Unless you're advising to actually be literal and actually say that, which, you know, could work for some guys. Yeah, depending on your style and the style of woman that you're interested in, that's actually a totally appropriate thing to say. Mm -hmm. How to show it without doing that, though, which you're right, probably more people are more interested in. It is the timing, okay? 12 times a day, too much, unless she's responding every time. Just talking about assuming she's busy, right? You're like, she's not flaking. Right, where it's a mutual. Yes. Pull in if you if you guys talked about, you know, she plays rugby. I'm a rugby player. And you talked about rugby at some point. And then three days later, you see something. There's a movie and it's got a rugby thing. Great. Take a little picture of the rugby thing. Send it. You don't even need mm-hmm. a message with that. You see what I mean? So you're sort callbacks. of you're staying in touch. Yes. Those are callbacks. You know, in comedy, they're one thing. Callback, you know, to an old, another joke that you already did and you connect the two. In dating, in communication, the callback is excellent because it's a way, it's almost like a fake it till you make it yeah. kind of kind of thing. You don't have to be that great at banter or communication. But if you use a callback, all of a sudden you seem much smoother than you actually really are. So keep track in your head of things that yes. you guys have chatted about and yes. keep your eye out. You know, I mean, you don't take a, if you guys talked about, I don't know, you know, pigeons down the street, you don't need to take a picture every time you see a pigeon and send it to her, but be cognizant of what you guys have talked about. And as you're going through your daily life, go, oh my God, that's really unique. And that actually relates. Take a picture, send it. It's multi, it's like a multimedia way of communicating without depending on the gifs and the memes Mm. and the things that can get really childish. Yes. It's a smarter way of being fun and kind of silly or light. I guess light would be the better word. I completely agree. And actually, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. It may just not be my style. I think gifts could really just just, just leave it out. I mean, yeah, there I, are moments when they're really <laughs> super funny, but like, boy, like the childishness. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. As so many times when I was online dating... I'd go, oh, this guy looks cool or he has a great look. I think we'd have a lot in common, blah, blah, blah. Then he, one line into the chat, sends a gif. And I go, oh, it's over. It's done. I don't think he could do anything. I mean, maybe there's one or two extreme things. Maybe a dick pic could save it. (laughs) But it's pretty much ruined after that. And because what it is, is it's depending on another person's personality to give yourself personality. Yes. You never want to do that. Authenticity. Guys. Yeah. This Next episode, Chris, and then we do together, we should do it on authenticity. Yeah, I agree. Authenticity and dating. I authentically agree. Yes. (laughs) Authentic agreement. She wants to feel you. What are right. what are your words? Even if you're a little shy and awkward, shy and awkward's great, right? Not everybody's like ball busters like me and Kristen, you know. Like, sorry to rope you into that. <laughs> Sadly, made that about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm a bit of a stronger personality. I'm a little bit more masculine sometimes in, in my sort of uh, approach, um, and yeah, I'm a more direct. I've also done 20 years of personal development, and a lot of my fear is gone. I didn't used to be like that, and not everybody is looking for that. I'm not attractive to everyone. Thank God. <laughs> Whatever your way is, lean into that. That's the message here. Right. You know? And if your way is leaning into someone else's personality, stop leaning that way. And then yes. start to learn who you are and start getting yes. comfortable communicating from your own point of view with yes. words, with actual words. And these are things that will make you more interesting to somebody. Yes. Because anyone can pick out a GIF. Anybody can click on a meme and copy and paste it. Is it a good one? I mean, maybe that might make you a little bit more interesting, but generally stay away from that kind of stuff. And yeah, I was working with a guy recently who who we were doing some banter coaching and he was striking a really good balance at showing personality 
through the chat, through online dating, but also engaging her and who she was. Yes. And I was really impressed. And that's the balance you want to hit. You don't want to just throw questions at a woman to show you're interested in her. So what do you do? How do you like it? Where did you go to school? How often do you work out? No, you get some information and then you give information about yourself along with the information that you're getting from her. So she's seeing who you are in at the same time that you're learning who she is. So you may have to interject because she may not be asking you questions back, but she's going to be seeing a whole heck of a lot of a personality than she is with other guys who are just going, oh, well, if I just ask her about herself, then she'll keep engaging with me. Yes. Because women like to talk about themselves. But you need to give them an anchor, like something to hold yes. on to of who you are so they remember you. You're not just on a pile of 500 men yes. blending in, all wearing the same exact outfit. Yeah. You've now stood out from the crowd because, oh, this guy has something to say or has a personality. He's not just asking me about me. Of course, you want him to ask about you, but you want to learn about him in the process. And I'm speaking to women right now, even though you're all men. <laughs> I just turned you all into women. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And it's really the, the, the key here is the engagement. Like questions are great. Feel free to, because people do not ask each other questions. They just talk you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about online dating, just like conversation in general. There's a lack of sort of curiosity or like wondering. So by all means, questions, but the questions you care about. Yes, authentic questions. Yes, we're back to it. <laughs> yep, yep. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. Because yeah. it's the only thing they matter. They want to feel you. Personally, I've actually never shared this. I, I actually really actively dislike it when somebody asks me like how my day was. Me too. Or w what I'm planning. Like, I'm like, why do you care about my schedule? Like, this is before we've met. Why do you care about my schedule? Right. You don't even know me. What, what makes that you... That is such a boring question. Why would right. you... What? Because right. you clearly don't actually care. Yes. Right. And why would you? That'd be weird if you did. I mean, like, I want you to ask me about the rugby picture. Or, wow, what do you think about the volcano that just liquidated that Filipino island, whatever the heck is happening. But like, but engage, right? Engage with your, with your personality and don't be afraid to. But ask those questions about the volcano if you care about the story about the volcano. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And if you care about the picture of the rugby, you know, obviously, you know, you want to care about, you know, sometimes you just have to be polite, but generally don't ask the question that's the question you think everyone else would ask. Ask the question you want to ask about something that she gives you, but the one that's personal to you, not the generic one. Not the one you think she wants to hear. Right. Or that right. you but think is one... a good dating question. Right. Right. It's back to our very beginning. And again, it's back to the authenticity. There's no right way of doing this. That's not a thing. Yeah. It's how you show up. Right. So I'm jumping a little bit here, mm -hmm. but do you think that there's something to be said for knocking a woman off her pedestal a little bit to get her to be less flaky, calling her out? Or is that too harsh or inappropriate? What are your thoughts on that? Because sometimes a woman just feels like, you know, oh, I'm a girl. I've got 30 guys in my yes. inbox and I don't really owe them anything. And so I'm great and I'm, I'm wonderful. <laughs> if you can be the guy that makes her feel a little humble, that I think personally can pique her interest. Not every single one of them will respond to that, but I think a fair amount of them would. Yeah, I agree. And it's something different that she's probably not hearing a whole lot, which is pretty powerful because again, right. just the sheer numbers of people we're in contact with is crazy, right? Right. I agree. I think that if you can do, I honestly think you can respond to it in whatever way is creative and feels good to you. The key is to not come from that place of pain. Right. If you're hurting, you're angry at her because she's, then no matter how much you're joking, that will come through. Yeah. Oh, um, the number of passive aggressive right? text messages or messages that I see men send to women because they come to me because I do this text analysis where, you know, you send me an exchange of what's, what's gone on, why it didn't work out. And so much of the time I see guys putting their insecurities out there of their yes. butt hurtness, their yes. butt hurt. And it's so unattractive. It's yes. It's one of the most unattractive things that you can do. Especially before you've met a person. It's not even like you've been married for 10 years. Right. Oh, my husband gets right. a little passive can, aggressive. It's like, right. girl, I got options and this is not, you know. So th that's really important to avoid. 
have your feelings elsewhere. Don't write from your feelings. Right. Don't write. Write it down elsewhere. Yes. Get it out. Take it to Marnie. Take it to Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> and then. <laughs> you know what? What I uh, think is so great to utilize that not enough people utilize is just the notes app on your phone. Oh, yeah. Whatever they would call it on other phones. I mean, I have an iPhone. Yeah. But just going there and writing out what you don't want to send to somebody first. So you're actually texting it. It feels, texting it in the sense of texting it on your phone, you know, with actual text. So you're getting it out. You're seeing how silly it looks. It's staring back at you going, oh, I'm kind of a baby. All right, now let me reposition this. And then start a new tab, a new note, and start writing from a place of fulfillment, empowerment, joy, fun, and playfulness. Yeah, and I would even say spread those two things out more. Those are, those are both really valuable activities, but they don't need to be even close. Have your feelings. I mean, your feelings are legit. This is where the inner work comes in. There is something about the situation that's touching a wounding, it's touching a trauma. It's, it's incredibly legitimate. By all means, feel that, explore that. It's just that that trauma has nothing to do with this woman that you're talking to. It has right. to do with something exactly. that happened in your world when you were five. So right. when you speak to this woman from that place, and by the way, the same thing, exact same thing is true for women. But if you speak from that place, then you sabotage this transaction because of something that happened when you were five. So you want to like give yourself some space, take the time, have your process. There's, there's lots of stuff. This is what I uh, help with uh, Marnie do. Right, huge amount can be processed through that. Beautiful, great. Two separate things that what we're talking about is just the interaction that you have with that woman in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And how to keep that subconscious stuff from coming up and sabotaging that. So really separate the two. When you feel frustration, go feel your frustration. You can text her in an hour, right? It doesn't need to be right now. And then you text her from a place of lightness, fun, humor. That's more attractive, okay? So to your question, Kristen, which is a really good question, which is, you know, when do you call these, these ladies out? Because <laughs> ladies can get incredibly passive on online dating. I mean, they just, they're like, oh, I have all the options in the world, which ironically also keeps them single because they don't land on anyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a different yep. episode. Yeah. And then they will regret that in 10 years. And then they regret it. And then another issue with, with online dating, it doesn't quite match up. Ironically, since that's what it's for. (laughs) And so, yeah, absolutely call it out. It's from a place of not being triggered. How can you tell? Meaning you're not feeling a strong emotion. Yeah. If you're feeling a strong emotion, put the damn phone down. Yeah, right, right. Okay, that is not the time. Have your feelings. Hit a tennis racket on a bed. Life changed. (laughs) That, That exercise changed my life. And then come back and say, hey, I noticed it's been a week. Just want to check in. Are you really busy? Or are you not super interested? I just want to gauge interest. Or, hey, look, I know you're, I know you're beautiful, so you probably have all these people going, but just want to check on, you know, are you really interested? Whatever. If, it's, if you have a teasing, fun, playful style, come at it from that. If it's a little bit more serious or a little more shy, come at it from that. Whatever you want. But absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I generally recommend if you are going to go with the knocking her off her pedestal route, which is in line with teasing, using some sort of callback method. So something that you've already talked about. So let's say, nice, you know, she, I don't know, works as a nurse and has unruly or works with old people, like works with old people at a nursing home. I don't know. I'm just pulling that out of thin air. She works with old people at a nursing home and you can say something like, teasing, like you're really picking up, I don't know, like the same, you move as fast as your patients do in this texting game or like, you know, because they're old or something like that. Something within that vein. Yeah. So that's light. It's not, you're not, you're not going, you know, well, you know, I've been waiting for you to respond for two weeks. I guess you must be busy at work. That feels passive aggressive. But when you're, when you add that kind of light tease, but I, you know, that callback is always, I was like, oh, this is gold. Everyone's got to remember, use a callback. Think back. What did we talk about? Who is she? What does she have going on in her life? How can I say this in a light way, not a defensive way, a light way? Yeah. And if you need to add a little, you know, I don't know, winky face, not emoji, but like this old school sideways, semicolon, parenthesis, (laughs) go for it and do that kind of smiley face to soften it. But generally, if you say the right words, you won't need that. Just need to learn how to 
be able to be a little bit of a wordsmith to come up with those accurate teases. Yeah, really create that tone. Yeah. What do you sort of want your tone to be? Yeah. Another piece that I just want to add in here is in a lot of the clients that would come to me, there was a lot of that sort of bordering on the nice guy syndrome, a lot, a way of putting women up on a pedestal. Okay, you, you phrased before, you're like, it's okay to like knock her off her pedestal. You put her up there. Don't do that. Right, that's a really good point. That's not complimentary. You're not honoring her by doing that because you don't know her yet. So there's, it comes through the human system for a lot of men as in, oh, I want to honor you. I want to raise you up. But actually there's like a fear of really connecting a lot of times. And so you put her up there so Mm -hmm. that you can kind of be down here. And A, she can feel it. No matter what's going on in your system, there's no like, you're you're not faking it. Let me just, I'm just going to speak directly to whoever thinks this is true. You're not faking it. She can feel everybody, by the way, men and women, feel very much how you are under the surface. They may not be able to consciously name that, but they can feel it and that affects your dating life. It's really important to have respect for yourself. If you're getting strung along, ditch it. Yeah. Don't like sort of doormat yourself and like keep, you know, oh, well, it's, it's only been two weeks and she said she's really getting, her schedule is really going to open up. So- Girl, people are being honest about who they are. Right. Do you like the way she's treating you in this moment? And if not, like, it's important to raise your standards because imagine if you actually got into that dynamic uh, relationship with that woman, that's the dynamic you're going to have. Is that the dynamic you want to have in a relationship? A woman's for stringing you along or assuming that you're going to stay, that you're going to be there and like kind of counting on your, your presence and your like servitude in a way. Right. Which to start out for a relationship, I do not think is a good dynamic at all. So this question occurred to me as you were just talking, how does someone differentiate in their behavior from putting a woman on a pedestal to treating her really well with respect because he likes her? You know, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's a difference, but it's a very fine line. Because I think back to with my boyfriend, he said, I want to be at the front of the line of people wanting to date Kristen Carney. It was something to that extent. Like, I want to be at the front of the dating line. So in a way, that's putting me on a pedestal. But it wasn't at the same time because... It was delivered in such a way that it didn't feel desperate. It felt very romantic. So how, you know, if I were a guy, I'd go, ah, I want to be sweet and I, you know, romantic, but I also don't want to do the pedestal thing. What's the difference? And I, I don't have the answer for this. This is just occurring to me. Yeah, that's a great question. What happened with you, with your partner, was not him putting you on a pedestal. Why? Because he didn't lower himself. Yes. Okay, that's the key. He just showed his enthusiasm. That's just his genuine feeling. He was like, ooh, I want a piece of that. Right. And I want to be the number one. I really want that. That's why it felt romantic, because you felt desired. Right. Now, if you if a guy gets strung along for three or four weeks, which it's insane to say, but in this day and age is a really long time in online dating, <laughs> and, and not be, is not being respected and is not requiring that respect then they're not respecting themselves. They're prioritizing her over them without knowing her. That's why it's not honoring. Right. Right? If Kristen, if you're just like, man, I have all these things I want to say, but I really love hearing from Domini and I really want to give her the space to do whatever. That's you. You see me, you go, oh, there's value here. I'm going to adjust my behavior and, you know, do this thing. That would be very honoring to me. Right? But if you're doing that with somebody you you don't know, and you're letting them walk all over, you're disrespecting yourself, you're allowing her to disrespect you, then you're prioritizing a woman you've never even met over yourself. Right. And now we're on the slippery slope down to nice guy land. Yes. Okay. The nice guy thing is super powerful. It's You're only a nice guy, quote unquote, the way it's used, because you're disrespecting yourself. Right. And a couple of interesting things happen with that, which, and one of which is you lose her respect because you're not respecting you. Absolutely. You nailed that. <laughs> so when your partner came in and said, I'm super excited, it's like, yeah, 
that's enthusiasm. Great. He didn't say, oh my God, I could never get Kristen. Right. Right. That's the difference. That is the difference. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up and for having such mm-hmm. wonderful input and conversation and valuable things to say for our listeners. You're awesome. We're going to wrap up the show and tell us what you're doing now. Because again, before it was a little bit different. Now you have the soul-based advisory type of thing going on. So explain that a little bit and how guys can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So the work I actually teach is the same as I have always taught. What I've shifted now into is working with these high performers. So executives or athletes or actors will come to me to solve the issues in their inner world that are really keeping them from joy, impact, right? And a lot of it is relationships, right? People who have a lot of wealth or a lot of, I'm going to say wealth and not success because I think the definition of success is changing quite rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Tend to have a lot of problems in their personal life. They're great professionally and their personal life, they either feel like they can't be themselves or they feel like they may not even know who they are actually at their core. And so I really just, just shift the messaging to the point where, you know, if anybody is on this podcast, they're interested in coming to me just for a relationship. They're not a high performer. It doesn't matter. That's just where I marketing and things like that. As far as who actually comes into my program, people who want to solve the issues in their inner world that are holding them back from what they want. That is my superpower. Works pretty much every time. And it's really the joy of my life. Well, that was perfect timing for whatever dinging was going on in the background because it sounded like, <laughs> like part of your almost like sermon. It was like, like you're a priest on an altar and ding, ding, soul, you know, that was, that was perfect. Ringing the bells of authenticity. I'm like, come yeah. on, bring it down. <laughs> That's perfect. So yeah, you're welcome to reach out to me on my website. That's probably the best way. Uh, it's just dominiedrew.com. It's just my full name. I'm happy to send it to you for show notes if that's useful for you. And yeah, send me a note on there. I have my own podcast where I I teach this type of stuff and I do interviews and it can be very great resource as well. If you've already found Marnie's podcast, then you'll probably get a lot out of it because this is a phenomenal production that you guys both host. I just love it. Oh, thank you so much. And is it still The Art of Attraction? Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. The Art of Attraction. Awesome. It's the same. Mm -hmm. The Art of Attraction. Yeah. So check out The Art of Attraction. Go to Dominique Drew's website, which is dominiedrew.com. And if you need banter coaching or communication coaching, I am your gal or profile makeover so that you can get matches so you can even banter in the first place. Go to kristenandchill.com. Dominique, you're awesome. Everyone listening is awesome. You're even more awesome if you rate the show five stars (laughs) and remember to subscribe. (laughs) New episodes come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have to download individually. And we will see you guys next week.